Oh, it's Ready Player One, it's Ready Player One, it's Ready Player One, with special guest Jim and Joe! Right, enough with the fucking greetings, let's get, let's get down to brass tacks! Welcome back to Heard You Saw, I'm joined today by the full crew! Actually full crew, well done, plus Jim! Shay! Oh yeah, no Shay! Oh, I'm sorry Shay, when you listen to this you're gonna be heartbroken that I, I forgot to no exist. Shay. No, you're, you'll never be Shay. Come on, man. So! You may notice that I'm striking a somewhat serious tone because we saw a serious movie for serious people. Today's episode is about Ready Player One. Can I just first, before we go into our one-line hot takes, can I just get a general, as we have done in the past, a noise to communicate your mood on three, one, two, three. <laughs> you know what, there was a lot of subtle noise to that which I'm not sure the microphone's actually going to pick up. That is more breathing a heavy-ish sigh? Tumbleweed. Just, okay, just... <laughs> rolling down the dales. Anyway, our one-line hot takes are, as usual, please sum up your thoughts on the film as a whole in one line. Jim, as the guest on the show, would you like to begin with your one-line hot take? Well, it didn't include the paragraph on masturbation, so it was better than the book. Amazing. Racy. It's bad enough that they had to explain the joke. I have so much to say about some of the writing of the dialogue in this movie. It's quite the thing. We are joined, of course, by the bonus Jonas, making a. Wait, you've not Thank been on you. a. Is this your debut? No, no you baby driver. I thought everybody was in Baby Driver, weren't they? Yeah. I think I came to the film, but I didn't do. Oh yeah, you didn't stick around. Yeah. So yeah, we Joe, had to not spoil it for you, and then you never listen to it. In that case, fabulous newcomer <laughs> Joe, welcome. Also welcome to the show. Would you like to give your one-line hot take? Okay. Going off what you just said, bad enough that they had to explain some very simple plot points. Yes. Also that. Uh, Morton. I, I didn't think I could be more bored than when I was reading the book. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. It, the Why thing, did you recommend the book to me? This is what? To share the pain. <laughs> what, you, what you can't capture on the audio of this is just there's, there's, there's this lack of light in Morton's eyes. <laughs> That's never there. Oh, I feel like something's left, been left you. Um, EJ. Um, yeah, Sean, you don't yeah, get to No, say. Sean gets to round us out. Oh, I'm I, based on the pressure. I, it wasn't, it was barely worth it to see... Morton's old road. But we did see it. We saw your old road. We did. And within 30 seconds, none of you realised this, I then saw when I used to work. Really? In Digbeth. Oh. So, so I was like, how have they got from Tottenham to Digbeth in 30 seconds? Which was also in... Colombo? No, no, Columbia oh. is where... Ohio? Columbus, Ohio. Okay, Sean. Because they're adventurous. Sean, what was you? You actually, you were, you were, you like seemed slightly more jazzed when I met you outside than yeah, perhaps I anyone else. Yeah, I was probably still high off the Easter egg I got from you <laughs> yesterday. Easter egg. Uh, no, literally. Yes. Yeah. Oh, 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 and it is actually a season. Oh god, oh. it's a seasonal tie-in. Fuck me. Uh, when it released it this weekend? Oh, I bet. Don't, yeah. don't give them the credit. Like, <laughs> I mean, Peter Rabbit still You did screening. try to tie Pacific Rim Uprising with Easter last time. Uh, so. It's valid, though. It's more valid than, than this. This movie. <laughs> Sean, your one-line hot take, please. So many references. They're, they're... I lost counts. I actually tried to count. <laughs> I gave up after five minutes. 
So EJ, oh my one line hot take. Fuck this movie. Um, that's about where I am. Just generally, I mean, that's gonna peak the fuck out of the audio. But EJS is tradition. Would you like to try and recount? The, I mean, we can do it as a team. We can do it as a team. I've read the book too, so I'm like kind of like mixed up because the the book is barely in the movie, mm. which is a good thing because the book was fucking terrible. Just as a quick um, say, vocally, don't raise hands. Who here has read the book? Yes, me. So Jim, Morton, and EJ have all read the book. Jolly good. Okay, cool. So you'll be giving us the informed perspective, whereas I just get to bitch about it being a crap movie on its own merits. Yeah, Huzzah! It's a crap book too. But yes, the plot. So it's like 2045. Yes. Uh, there's a straight white male living in Ohio. Yes. Glorious Ohio. In a Has trailer. Else been? It, I hear oh, it's, it's flat. It, it looks is. a lot like Birmingham and London. It's, <laughs> yeah, it is the... Ready Player One of States. Oh, oh. <laughs> Are we, am I not going to have to have an enemy of the show, the state of Ohio? I actually don't mind Ohio. It's okay. They've got a lot of corn. Um, <laughs> so this kid lives in the stacks, which are just trailers piled up on each other. Played by Mile, Nile, Miles Teller? No. Absolutely not. Miles. Some dickhead. He was just Ty, some random Ty kid. Sherman. Wait, that wasn't Miles Teller? No. no! I spent the whole movie thinking, God, Oops. his career's gone downhill. <laughs> no, so is his age, just... if it was him. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like, I swear, like, no, he looked, that was Mr. Just, Fantastic. He's oh, like no. some... He's some schmuck who's just looking like Miles Teller. What else was he in? He's in X-Men Apocalypse. He's Cyclops. Oh yeah. god, he's yeah. new what? Cyclops, isn't he? Granted, I did have to Google who he was. Though. <laughs> <laughs> he else as well, I've but I can't seen that so, film, and yeah. I've never seen this kid in my life. I mean, it's good casting because he, he's clearly just like some sort of John Everyman. I, yeah. I really mm. felt I identified with him. Ah, <laughs> continue. Zero charisma. Okay, we'll get Ty there. Ty yeah, Sheridan yeah. is his All right, so, Well, Well dubbed. Wait, no, who was oh, it who said Ty Sheridan? Short, sorry, I thought Joe. Uh, <laughs> like, no. okay. Not even short. <laughs> Literally opposite sides of the table. Okay, plot. Uh, there's a immersive video game called The Oasis, which is a virtual reality thing, and everyone in the world, which is really only limited to the United States in this movie, and then... And Columbus. Yeah, I mean, they, it's That's pretty... just where they're from, where the, like, the creators are from. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, they, uh... Home of gregarious, gangrenous games? Gregarious. Gregarious yeah. games, So th yes. there's a guy who's <gasps> basically the Steve Jobs of this world who created the Oasis and dies Willy Wonka style, leaving a, like... <laughs> Did Willy Wonka die? <laughs> no, no, it's darker than the chocolate cabinet. <laughs> but it's the same concept. He's trying to leave his thing to, he like, is, yes. the, the chosen kid. So he sets a series of tasks that are three keys, and you have to solve 80s-themed puzzles, and it's all, everyone's just competing and stuff. But of course, there's an evil corporation who's trying to come in and monetize with ads, and that's like kind of the only thing that they really talk about, and you're kind of like, okay, that's shit, but also like... They mention the membership tiers kind of yes. in the flashback. Shuttily. He's all like, "Oh, you, we should have gold and platinum, yeah. but also water, cause it's an oasis." And yeah. I'm like, "I mean, yeah, progression systems are a thing in video games, but yeah, that's... I just I didn't give a fuck about I... the stakes <laughs> I... at all. I so." Basically, the guy wins, he gets the thing, and no one cares. Wait, you skipped to the end! I don't care, I don't care, I'm <laughs> just like... There's a, a white girl and they fall in love immediately. Oh yeah! yeah. And then... The fact that this movie took place over like 
a day, like about two days. I'm just like, boy, I'm in love with you. I'm like, fuck you. They you don't. don't. You, oh, like, they're not that young. Ends with like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to make Halliday's mistake. I'm going to take the leap. Like, you have been taking the leap at literally every opportunity. <laughs> you First time you met her, you throw yourself on You her. get a fourth romantic plot. And everyone gets a fourth romantic plot. It was uncomfortable with the 11-year-old. Oh. Oh. Oh, they kill him in the book. It's supposed to be a, a, a hikim, uh, the, one of the other. Oh, hikikomori. Yeah, like a and he gets he gets thrown out the window by IOI. Yeah, well, off like you're not there, but like he's like the IOI yeah, yeah, yeah. thrown oh, out yeah, the window. Oh yeah, yeah, he's like oh. killed off screen in before. I'm right. curious what film you were watching, considering <laughs> I was joking about the eleven year old's romantic subplot and. <laughs> You're all just like, oh yeah. Wait, like, what? what? <laughs> I was thinking, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, thought, I thought your, your no, issue was that he was there. Yeah, I, yeah, I was yeah. just like, fuck that kid. Be like, yes, I am 11. That's my sole character trait. I'm like, A plus writing. Look at that believable yeah. character. They really right. turned that writing up to 11. Oh, <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> <sighs> did the author have any hand in writing the screenplay? Because he, he tried to earn it. He got a credit. Yeah, he did try in earnest. Yeah. So, stop, uh, stop, 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 <laughs> this is bad, this is painful enough already. Because it's called Ernest. Yes, Ernst. okay, thank Ernst. you. Ernst. That That's like the jokes in the film. Yeah. Uh, jokes I, in I this movie. Oh. Uh, so, so, I, I, this could fully just be me ranting for like an hour. Like okay. by myself, like you could all leave, and this would not impede the length of the Can podcast. Can I give my final review? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I mean, I don't want the cast to be that. So, like, what did people think of this film, Jim? As the guest, uh, what, uh, the, the, well, the primary guest, Joe. We, you know, count. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, I don't. It was. It was. A really confusing because I mean, having read the book, I have opinions about the book, mm. and in many ways, the film improved it just by just by omitting things that didn't need to be there. The fact that he buys a sex doll in the book, and the fact oh, that yeah. he, yeah, mm. uh, and there's the the fact that he the child uh, buys a sex doll. No, 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 no the character. main character buys a sex doll. Who's still the a child? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's also there's how old also, is he meant to be? Twenties? Uh, what? Oh, it's no, he's like, yeah. he's like he's fourteen born in or fifteen 20, or something. Twenty-seven. No yeah, no, twenty twenty-seven. Twelfth of twelfth of August. Okay, he's eighteen. Yeah, twelfth yeah, of August, twenty twenty-seven. Good memory. Thank you. Did you make it through this whole movie without falling asleep? <laughs> I did. Oh! Yeah. Well done, Racy. The streak writing, is over. Like I was writing for the thing. Iron Giant. I really liked that movie, and he ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> Watch the Iron Giant instead of seeing this movie. Oh yeah, that's a strong recommendation. Sorry, Jim. Please continue. Uh, well, I mean, there's other issues I could point out with the book. That there's a vaguely transphobic comment. What? No, it's not vague. It's quite overtly transphobic, uh, which wasn't in the film. Just, but just by cutting stuff for time, the the story improved because like, the whole the whole passage about how masturbation is the secret to humanity's success. What the what the what fuck are you talking I about? I don't remember that. That's the, whenever I bring these things up, people are like, wait, really? It's like, yes, it's in the book. But people, it's like, it just because the book just sort of like throws a bunch of stuff at you. People don't remember it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and and also the fact that like in the book, they like the uh, Artemis 
it's sort of it's kind of a bit of a trophy because I mean they she does have some agency and it's kind of irritating that in some ways she is better at gunting than than the main character. So why isn't she just, the protagonist? The thing is for me, can I just say real quick, I couldn't take the term gunter seriously. <laughs> no, you can never do it. Because because when I was younger, there was a, a, a common phrase that when you have a really fat person who has like that fold between between their stomach and their genitals, you call that a gunt. <laughs> so they were like, we've got a gunt our way to victory. And I'm just like, this did not work at all. You know, yeah, so now you all have that to ruminate on. That image. To, to round up my point is that um, at the same time, whilst the film like improved on certain things by omitting them, also by omitting like, some things that weren't good in the book but made it worse by not having them. For instance, the book tried to, tried to be inclusive by having H turn out to be a, uh, a lesbian uh, woman of colour who presents differently in the game. Uh, it's kind of not great in the book because it's only really presented from Wade's perspective and how that affects him, even though that issue is way more interesting than anything he's got going on. Mm. But in the book, they don't, e in the film rather, they don't even have that conversation. And that's worse. The fact that you take this thing and say, oh, we're not actually, we're actually we're even less interested in it now. And We've ooh. got to smooth down the edges somewhat. Yeah, and it, it all, like... I mean, the book was pretty vapid, and the film, in some ways, made it like in some ways, oh, it was kind of nice that Artemis and Way's conversation when she tells him his name that oh that was oh I was actually oh this is handled better than in the books so it's kind of interesting, uh, and then they meet earlier so oh actually maybe their relationship will have some development even because of the book they don't meet until the very end what yeah oh, what? she's yeah. meeting her yeah. as the prize oh the in real life yeah okay I thought life. you meant just like the characters interacting no. like what the fuck is the like book the, the whole thing is about like oh if I meet her in real life will I like her as much as and yeah that might have been interesting but it wasn't handled in an interesting way at all and it seemed like the f like she wasn't a member of some sort of resistance which is probably why it never gets mentioned again but but she said, "Welcome to the rebellion." Yeah, when that, when they meet, and then it's like, "Oh, it's me and some dude who buys yeah. his groceries." Yeah, we live in tents. <laughs> Never mentioned again. Yeah. Never, no. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, so, a building. Yes. Tents inside so, a building. With a garden on the roof. Yeah. So from that that point uh, forward, no. it does take a big sort of departure from the book, and in some ways, it's actually way more inventive. Like just the idea of the fact that he's in the game, but also the truck is moving, and so that influences mm. how he's playing in there. That's not in the book, and that's mm. that's oh, this is actually really interesting. But then so much of it was just like, wait, this is all over the place. Like oh. All of a sudden, like, just, oh, now these people are here now, and now they're gone. Oh, we have to rocket through all this stuff. And it doesn't really make much sense anymore. Joe. Mm-hmm. What, <laughs> what, what did y'all think of Ready Player One? Um... That was uh, uncomfortable. I'm trying to present a positive attitude. Why? Yeah. Oh, it was, it was okay, is my kind of... Describe a word. Yeah. Um, I didn't hate it like it. Apparently, you guys all did. Leave. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're, no, we're allowed to like different things. I, but I, I feel like the I didn't like how how they had to like it was so obvious that this H character was a female because of the over explaining of what if you meet her and she turns out to be a you know thirty year old man in a basement or whatever you know that kind of that was over explained and therefore obvious. I thought that was going to become a a love interest for him, and then he'd have to choose between the two girls or something. But no, that didn't happen. Uh, and then the over-explaining of the final, oh, and we're in his fake office. Oh my, and that bit was like, it's like, oh, it's very clear what has happened. Uh, Let me now explain what it has happened. Hold uh, on, H, I need to explain again. He doesn't see 
Look, here is a monitor displaying what he's saying, and here is what we are saying. Do you see what... It's like... I know this is a film for children, kind of, maybe. They say fuck. Yeah, no, they say no, fuck, but it's, it's for, shining. It's for people who remember the 80s. I've seen parents bring, like, six-year-olds to this film. Oh! oh. Like, wow. like, the shining section, like... Yeah. Yeah. The whole bit when she... Okay, no, so the shining section, actually, I think, is one of the areas that it really does improve on the book. I can't remember what film it is in the book, but, like, the second... I think it's still the second challenge. Because Blade, Blade Runner is one of the challenges. No, it's it's not Blade Runner. It's, uh, I looked it's, up the synopsis today, so... Oh. No, it's... Um, <laughs> there's, a, there's a part of the book where they have to, like, quote... For quote, oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah a yeah, film yeah. like there. One, it's it might even be Ferris Bueller. Yeah. It's even oh, Ferris Bueller the... or the Breakfast Club. It's a John Hughes film. Yeah, and but like the, you're the yeah. main character in it. That's why I said Ferris Bueller rather than Breakfast Club. Just because, oh, I think it is Ferris Bueller. Yeah. You're right. And they have to quote for quote like match the film all the way through, and they're oh. like playing the it character takes in the film forever. And it book. it takes <laughs> so long. And yeah. when they kind of went into the shining bit, I was just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I, it reminded, this is gonna be a long it, time. It, it had the thing with the, what's it, the Casablanca rule, which is never show your characters watching Casablanca in your movie, because then you'd be like, oh, I could be watching Casablanca. <laughs> when they walked into the big open <laughs> yeah, room, yeah. and I was like, man, the Shining's a much better film than this. <laughs> I would like to watch this film. This film was full of films like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the cop. Oh, Wish I was watching Back to the Future. Oh, yeah. I am giant is better used yeah. in the <laughs> But that's the thing, with The Shining, it wasn't a case of, oh, let's just, like you say, literally watch a film that is better than this. It was kind of playing around in it, so it, like, it's going to mess up a lot of kids' expectations for The Shining. Yeah. 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 Like the zombie, zombie grandmas. But giants beyond yeah. that, it was kind of like, oh, that's quite nice. You're not. Trying to, you're you're keeping VR and film separate as such. Like you're not just watching, inserting yourself into. I liked that. That was like the that was the only bit that I was like, okay, cool. I'm getting on board. And then I was off board immediately. But that was alright. But jumping back even like even earlier, literally to the start, I hated the car chase challenge because it was just like. Someone would have worked that out yeah. already. Yeah, yeah. This, 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 this gets in hard. No bloodborne players there. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It I'm also gonna... doesn't play. It, it it does what this film doesn't do well enough that the book kind of just about does because it keeps telling you every few pages. So that the film doesn't really make it clear that it's more than just the five of them that have got the keys. Yeah. At this point, it kind of keeps track of l- like hundreds of thousands of people that, and that only really comes into it when they're at the third challenge and there's just the queue of people waiting to go on the Atari and you're just like, oh, okay, what? what? It's just, yeah. But I didn't like the first challenge just because the it was like the clue for it was simple. Yep. And it was just really boringly cinematic. Would they, they I mean, I think my overall thing that actually would have been my one-line hot take if I hadn't wanted to be cantankerous would be a lot of people in the VFX apartment, uh, department worked really, really hard to make something that is completely empty. Like, I felt mm. nothing mm. when I watched this film. It reminded me somewhat of, and I know Jim's gonna roll his eyes a little, it reminded me of Jumanji, of just how bored and Which empty one? I felt. Uh, Jumanji that we watched on the okay. show, referencing cool. the episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, the thing was, I, I was watching this, and like I've, I watch a lot of speedruns, and like, you know, games done quickly, where people show crazy exploits that they figured out, and 
there is, like you say, there is no way that after five years, mm. with these frankly quite easy challenges, if the entire population of Columbus, Ohio, is working on it, they would have figured it out. Yeah. It just felt ridiculous. It just, uh, none of this felt believable. I suppose what they will do with that is they will jump then to the end with Simon Pegg's character, Og, and kind of be like, he was disguising clues from like people who were unworthy and whatnot. But it was just kind of like, what has that kid done to show that he's worthy? And like, why could he have not just yeah, like given him a few shame. more hints? It's just, yeah, but... And does that mean that he's just in the game all the time? Because mm, like, it, presumably anyone can go to the archives at any point because the Oasis is always online. But, like, but everyone's always online, so... Yeah, so yeah. Is, but he was the curator guy, yeah. so is he always there? Maybe, Maybe they have hours, library hours? It's lucky that maybe he jumps into that. <laughs> that like maybe mm. sometimes it's an AI and sometimes it's controlled by him. It's also like that's that's what I dislike as well. Though, that like they came, like they kept the idea of a safe haven with like these journals places. Whereas in the book, I, I kind of actually did prefer it because it shows how integral this thing has become to the world, rather than just a game that everyone's got obsessed with. Mm. And it was the case of that like it was school planets. That oh yeah, so you do all of your education. So you go it? and yeah, it means everyone can have an education across the world, even though it might be a bit shit because they can just put this on and they can go to school. Nobody can like come and kill them on the school planets, yeah. and it's to the extent that the first key is hidden on one of these planets. I think so. It's That's just, so like, much more interesting. Yeah. yeah. What? They don't even mention the school. That's like the only part when you'd be like, oh, this is actually kind of a decent. There's yeah. two sides yeah. to this re like a virtual reality thing, whereas like in this movie you're just kind of like, okay, everyone's just like and that's just rejecting fun, reality, man. who cares? That's where the stakes are as well, because it's like when you're watching it and they show like all those kind of adverts pop up and everything that they want to do, if it's just a game, everyone will be like, nah, I'm yeah, just, fuck it, we won't fuck play it. it. Don't yeah, play with exactly. adverts all up in it. Whereas like it's integral to the world because... It does education. It does loads of other things. That as makes well. a, that makes the so institution kind of, of a class system actually make sense as a yeah. credible threat, rather than they're taking away my video game. This, yeah. It's like yeah. I want fun. That's it's like it's like YouTube. Like it, there, people found a way around ads. Mm. There's a, now a class system with like YouTube Red, but it's like tiny yeah. compared to like obviously this thing. But it's the same thing. People just don't give a shit. Yeah, the the thing. One of the things I found weird which again this may be a book thing that's different is they were all like oh it's really bad if you die because you lose all of your stuff and i'm like cool okay that's fine but you can clearly respawn it's not like you get locked out of the game forever h's character literally builds stuff like so how on earth is it really that bad if you lose a load of shit if you can build the fucking iron giant mm. Like, Does H ever die, though? No, but, well, H dies when the Iron Giant goes into the lava, I assume. Yeah. And so presumably she loses all of her stuff, which I guess she can just build again? I but think that's one of the problems with the film. I don't really remember it from the book, but, like, I think that... I don't think H builds things. No, they, 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 they don't, because, like, that's thing. One of the uh, one of the later challenges is where, like, if you win it, you get to pick, like, a giant armor suit kind of thing. So... H picks the Iron Giant, Sorrento like picks uh, Mechagodzilla and like loads of stuff like that. But like it's one of the things that's kind of problematic with the film, I think, in that sense, is that it doesn't establish its rules because it uses that yeah. word. It didn't respawn. Feel... Yeah, and it's just like bleh, like it doesn't establish the difference between them just respawning in some random place or like 
set beginning place yeah. from him having the extra life it, as such it, and it was just again the parallel again with Jumanji is that they had the life system which removes stakes because mm. you're like okay I know that everyone's safe until they're down to one life which made all the peril less perilous whereas mm. this I'm like well if they die th what happens like they lose coins but all of those you saw people literally in the final conflict like running from station to station and just coming back I'm like this doesn't seem like that so was... like, if it's a game, people must die all the time. Right? Yeah, we saw pitched battles and stuff where they were just... Da -da 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 -da. Like, like he literally, he was, he, oh, I'll go to the back of the race specifically because people are going to die and I can loot their coins. Yeah, and it, it just felt like, does this matter? Does it not matter? Sean, give me some thoughts. Lay, <laughs> uh... me, lay me down some knowledge truth on the um... internet superhighway. <laughs> I have sort of three main things. Two of them are nitpicks. Okay. Um, so, first nitpick is when Ben Mendelsohn turns up at the end with the gun. Um, oh, is that Sorrento? Yeah, Sorrento, right, right, yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, it's the whole thing, he pulls out the gun and and everybody steps aside. My thing is, there's about 100 people there. He's got six. Yeah, yeah. six, maximum 12 rounds. It's not really gonna do that much damage. There was a yeah, but everyone knows that awesome. gun beats person. Right? Yeah, after 12 they, rounds. They part the crowd and like behind him, everyone fucking jump on his back. Yeah, just like, like well, wasn't the whole plan? It's like, oh, like, oh, we need to get to the stacks because we've told the stacks what what he did, and and they will protect us, and then they do nothing. They don't <laughs> Well, they come out and stand it there and go. Ohio. Somebody else in that place has a gun. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, he went into this and was like, oh, bang! That's not a gun, this is a gun. <laughs> also, I did like, at the end, how, like, curiously everyone in Ohio already had banners? That was my second Ready? nitpick. Oh, yeah. It's Wait, just like, <laughs> where? I, not just, like, the cardboard ones with the marker, but someone had, like, a full graffiti, like, 12-foot-long cloth thing. And confetti as well. <laughs> well, there was some suggestion. Yeah. When he steps out of the van, someone releases a ton if of confetti. If they were very specific, I'd kind of completely switched off by that point. But, like, if they were very specific, fair enough. But there is kind of, it is kind of mentioned when they go to the nightclub that he has become a kind of celebrity. Yeah, but they don't I, know I, I know that. I'm not, I'm not defending it. I'm just saying that <laughs> maybe this is how they had the whole thing. It. Never say your real name in the fucking game. And so then the company knows and Artemis knows and that's it. But everyone's like, oh, it's that guy from the van. He's him. He does a, a broadcast. He's, he's like, my, my name is Wade. Everyone gets yeah. the stack. But why do they like, have banners? They're like, no, oh, yeah. Oh, thing, they also oh. have a banner for High Five, which is their nickname, which is they no one ever says at any point. Apart in the from film. like right at the right before they do the film, they're like, yeah, High Five. And I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. Oh, this fucking movie. Oh, uh, but my main thing is is more than the pick for me personally is representation of nerds in this film. Oh, oh let's burrow into this, shall we? <laughs> just, I really hate. Especially Hollywood's representations of nerds in films, so they're like incredibly socially, or especially like with um, with Halliday, like he's Which one's the Mark Steve Rylis. Jobs man, Willy Wonka, Mark Rylance. <laughs> yeah. Willy Wonka, thank you, Jim. Yeah. Mark Rylance, who I just thought was absolutely terrible in this film. Like, I what? Just, I didn't mind him. I, I really Mark hate. Rylis. I I kind uh... of want to know whether it was his decision or Spielberg was just like, no, you're not on the spectrum. Yeah, I think just yeah. because like yeah, yeah, I do think that's was, probably more Spielberg. They had like never met a person with Asperger's when they were directing mm. this dude. Yeah. Like yeah. how how were they allowing that to happen? Because like there was also there was a point like when they're in a news conference where it's like, okay, he's kind of awkward, but he's got charisma because of the joke of like mm. the headsets yeah. under the seat. It's just like yeah. figure out who I has... have a quick question. Sorry, gosh. So I have a quick question actually about Halliday. 
He had this whole thing with like, oh, his greatest regret was making you sign away your shares. But his also greatest regret was never kissing the girl. Yeah, I didn't feel like the, the girl regret, the, the fake regret, had been well established and was like a key and they had like, you have to find it in this one specific memory, oh my god. And then he was like, actually, it was you, Simon well, Pegg. Yeah, no, you were the thing I regretted most. I'm like, I mean, everyone regrets when? Simon Pegg. Oh, <laughs> oh. I'm joking, we love you. Um, Friend no. of the show, Simon Pegg. No, uh, so the, they couldn't play on that too much because then you have the whole kind of, this is the thing that undoes this entire film of just leave your fucking chairs to him then and let yeah, him oh. go and do it. Like, that's why they don't play on that because it is the, what if the plane never crashed of Lost kind of thing. <laughs> like, I, I, I feel like I want to defend Lost and say that the side the It was a bad way. example of yeah, yeah. grasping at something yeah, quickly. But just, sorry, Sean, please, <laughs> yeah. please continue. Just, yeah, because it's, I just really oh, hated this. Oh, it's uh, gonna make money. Carry on, Sean. It's just something of like, um, I feel most of us have com compare ourselves as being quite nerdy at times. No, I think, no. no. I, 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 I think Joe you. is probably the coolest person. That's pretty nerdy. You're pretty nah, nerdy. Come on now. Yeah. But it's a thing. There's she said just immaculate heads. Like I'm just, uh, you know, pretty nerdy. I don't know about you. But it's a thing. There's different ideas of being nerdy. You can be cool but still have nerdy inklings in you. You know. Yeah. So like, yeah, for the yeah. listeners, Joe just violently pointed across the yeah. table. Like, yeah. Yeah. Strong yeah. agreement. Don't hit the table. <laughs> <laughs> Right. But yeah, there's something, there's different ways of being nerdy. It's not just, oh, you're a socially awkward mm. idiot and that makes you a nerd straight away. You know, there's different levels and this film just makes it like, yeah, if you're a nerd, you're socially awkward and you can't handle real life. And it's yeah. just like, that's not what nerds are. Yeah, like, I'm mean, about half of that, but like... <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's... Because yes, that is true of the film, mm. but at least, even though that's awful, it's still better than the book because not, the book not only does that, but also celebrates all of the most toxic elements of nerd culture. Like, and, the, and a lot of that is omitted from the film. So now it's just kind of not great instead of mm. awful. It, it's... I, I'm so numb. <laughs> Racy. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> you stayed awake. Now you have to talk about the film. It was a trap. Like, I don't... I remember bits and pieces. <laughs> But I can't remember in which order they happened. I feel that's what everyone will say about this in yeah. a few years' time. Just, yeah. Yeah. just starting from reference to reference. I, really, yeah. like, really I can remember Zach being a game. Like, the actual, like, buildings on top of that's a game. That's a phone game. Yeah. I played oh, that's, that. That's a reference I didn't get. Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah. I presumed it was kind of vaguely Donkey Konger-esque. But... Okay. Just in the sense that oh, there were yeah, levels, sure. it's just yeah. like all like the just ladders, yeah. a platform game as yeah. well because of the way that he came from the top to like, the bottom yeah, of like, it at the start. Like my teacher says, she's like, oh, you're 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 watching a good movie when you're not actually thinking about how it's made. I was like, oh, I can see everything. I can see their like fucking what are those black and white things that they wear around their waists and their heads and their wrists and they move around the set and then they glue the CG onto them? Oh, motion capture CG. Oh yeah, motion capture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, I could... <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to just say again, because 
I don't want this to be an overly negative podcast. I think it looked okay. Yeah, it was really mm-hmm. pretty. Yeah, no, yeah. it's the kind of thing that they yeah. integrated it well enough to not date it too quickly. Like, I'm, I was kind of, I okay, no, uh, okay. I was kind of concerned, <laughs> having read the book, that I was just like, how are they going to do this? Because in the book, it is literally, they are just like, it is real life. And you're just like, there's, there's too much in it, in like space and just everything to be able to do it like that. Yeah. So I'm kind of glad that they didn't do that and it was kind of obviously animated. But the problem with what, they had such potential to do stuff that's like, whoa, like proper or inspiring stuff. And they had the, the budget clearly, but I never had like a heart moment where you're like, oh, that was a wicked piece. I mean, obviously you know it's CGI, but like- yeah. Like a cool like, set piece. There's no like gorgeous yeah. like forests or like, yeah. Epic sunset, hmm. you know, that's just, just but boring. I also, but I then also, I'm not a gamer, so. No, well, as a, then, as gamers, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, it, you know. It wasn't great. No. no. But, like, I also liked how, like, they, there was, like, uh, I've said, like, too many times, 2045, mm. but it didn't seem too far off. Like, it seemed, be- like, believable that it could, the world could get to that point. I think yeah. I really enjoyed that sort of. That's fair, yeah. Production design where they went, okay. We want to make this believably achievable, but also not super futuristic, because we know we're never going to get to that point going forward from 2018. That is how most people think of Birmingham and Tottenham. They have a slight helping hand there. It's kind of like vaguely futuristic in a dystopian sense, but also very, very stuck in the past. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. I, I have a question. In the in the, this again, this may be a thing that was explained in the book because it wasn't explained in the film. They have the bit where if you want to leave the game, you awkwardly grab your head and you just lift it off, and then you're gone, and you log out, and you keep all your shit. When the guy's like, "I'm setting off the cataclysm bomb," and Irock the assassin was like, "I've got like ten years of gear in there," he didn't think to just go. Whoop. Because I think in that respect, <sighs> I think your character still mm. counts as there. But yeah. Then, but then why would you take your helmet off like in? H's workshop because then you'll just wake up in H's workshop and that's a stranger as far as Artemis, Artemis is concerned. Yeah, there must be a place where you like enter into. You, you re-enter wherever you left as such, and I think it's uh, yeah. But, but yeah, then you can still escape the classic. Yeah. Specific entry point in the book. Oh. It just they see again like the the thing that I found is that the, there are there are specific entry and exit points. Yeah. The structural integrity of the world felt really weak. Like there was. They, would, they tried to have a lot of stuff in it, but they didn't really consider how that stuff meshed mm. together. And but it's like, Halliday doesn't like rules. He's chill, man. But, it, but it's like, I, I find it ridiculous that it's like, well, oh, the only way to beat this one thing is to cheat, effectively. To use, you know, to... I was just like, that's the thing that gets Parsifal ahead, is that he literally cheats, which apparently... Only the five of them know how to do, even though there's literally an audience which watches him does. He's like, well, Artemis saw me go backwards. And then I told H. Then H told Dito, and Dito told Sho. And then you're like, but but there was that yeah, audience. That's what I mean in that respect with the race as well, is that like not only how did nobody guess the clues, and what I was saying earlier about as well, how it doesn't keep track of simply how many people are on the scoreboard, mm. is that it doesn't really explain how many people are in a race, if people are watching the race, because how like often you can enter the race. Yeah. Because it's just like, if there's a race literally every few minutes, then a lot of people would be straight in uh, straight into it, and it just doesn't... Yeah. Explain. Allegedly, Artemis does Twitch streams, so presumably there's streamer culture, which means people are watching people doing the race, which means they'd be able to see 
how the race mm. is done. It's anyway. Okay, we're this has been a long cast already. Holy shit! How does Daito know karate in real life? Well, maybe he does. I was like, I mean, he's Asian. That's <laughs> that's visual shorthand. He probably knows kung fu. Hey, and then he killed that lady like full on. Um, yeah. Well, she was fine. Oh, she. Was, I mean, like she looked. That was a nasty oh, was bump she took. I was rip. like, I was I like, I know what the like the stunt girl did for that. Like, she literally looked like yeah. she landed on her head and I was like, ooh. No way, I physically felt the bump on her back when she landed. I was like, oh my god. Just like, well, you might have trouble walking for a I bit. I mean, you could see the wires in it as well, though. Like, not in a I Thunderbird mean, sense, I but in a movement <laughs> sense. You're just like, Ugh. Yeah, but All right. I like to fully immerse myself. Yeah. Put the headgear on, gloves, everything. Mm. I think it is possibly as well, on a different note, one of our subtly worst audiences oh the guy behind us who was just like i'm gonna rustle this (laughs) oh no 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 i don't i don't even mean in that sense i don't mean like a talking i don't mean a justice league of where Everyone else in fair, the room was loving it. We were the bad We were the worst Justice people yet. in Justice League. Yeah. Country mile. But what I mean is, there were like about five people that throughout the film you could kind of slowly but surely use sonar to navigate and like locate them in the audience because every time they got a reference, they were like, ha 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 ha. Supposed to be enjoyed. It's yeah. just like you know. Oh, remember this thing? But it, was just, <laughs> but it doesn't say anything about it. It doesn't like even even though Spielberg is trying to take this thing that didn't really mean anything to begin with, and then he's trying really hard to make it mean something. That's what but I mean. But he still kind of fails. It was just it it wasn't real laughter because it wasn't doing anything funny with it, yeah. as you're saying, or anything clever with it. It was no, just Jake. people wanting everyone mm. else in the room to be like, "I got that one. Mm. You fucking didn't." And it was just like I think it would actually be interesting, like somebody uh, that works in the cinema uh, today was making a list of all the references that oh, they spotted God. in it on a piece of paper. Mm. piece of paper wasn't actually that long, which was worrying. But there's, there's a lot in there. I yeah. think it would be interesting in a way to kind of reverse engineer that. And at some point I want somebody to just like have like a Tumblr because that's how hip I am. Oh, I, I'm, on, I'm on Tumblr. You can find this podcast on my Tumblr. that aren't referenced in it, that kind of should have been. Like the giant battle when they've got this giant spiders. I don't know if that's from something. Like the giant <laughs> robot spiders. It's just like, oh, you didn't get the rights to the AT&Ts, did you? It was just, <laughs> <laughs> just like, this is really obvious. This, well, I was, I was like, like... You're in a snowscape in I, a I, battle. I, I was yeah, thinking... He was wearing Han Solo's belt, which was weird to me. Yeah, and they mentioned the Millennium Falcon, yeah. but it's just... Mas- maybe as much as Disney would Yeah. yeah. Oh, two, two things. One, where the fuck was Mario? In a video game That's movie, true. they didn't mm. have Super Mario. Crop and go, it's a me! They didn't have any Nintendo stuff. Did I they? know. Yeah, because yeah. they stick to their own platform. The Nintendo's like, nah, <laughs> it's not yeah, cool. Yeah, they did have one mention of it. She's like, oh, I'm not playing Mario Kart here yeah. while she's driving. Oh, yeah, hand. true, yeah. But the, that's the only mention I have. One of the plot, uh, plot holes, and I'll stop mentioning the plots because there's a lot of many. There's the whole bit where Sorrento's like, we can give you anything you want. We've got the Millennium Falcon. We've got all the guns. We've got all of the resources. We're a massive company that has a dedicated player base that apparently ranks in the hundreds, if not thousands of people. We have all of the cool shit. How were they losing the war when they have all of the cool shit? Where was all the cool... Where was the Millennium Falcon? They don't know Halliday. Just like this fucking... 
white but schmuck guy. The one woman just... in the kind of like focus group clearly did, and I think yeah. it would have been mm. interesting in that respect as well, because like she clearly knew more than she let on, but. Oh, the ginger lady. Yeah. Who told them how to solve the puzzle and then no one listened. Yeah. No, but that's the thing. She doesn't tell them how, how to solve the puzzle. Uh, she tells them which game to play. And then after they've lost and when he's playing it, she's just like, oh, yeah, it's because I, you do this. So explore I, the I, plot I, of her disguising it from them. Actually, she starts to tell them it's the first game that where the designer put in. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they speak over it. I'm like, she just told you the end of the, how to win. Yeah, and you'd think that's, that movie's smart enough to be like... This is how women are treated in a workplace environment, but it's yeah. not that smart. She's so really happy like, and she kisses that fat guy. Yeah. You know, uh, that's what women do when they're happy. You, you kiss the nearest fat guy. You get a fourth man, plot everyone. All right, because this is careening out of control, I'm now going to drag us to <gasps> final thoughts. Um, <clears throat> Joe, as the other guest, you get to begin final thoughts, such as your privilege. That means you just give, your, <laughs> give a final sum summation of what you think of the film. Um, it like dovetails into the hot, one line hot take into your final thoughts. Like yeah, it can be one line or just like a short thing. Uh, I probably won't watch it again. That's that's a perfectly acceptable final <laughs> thought. Thank you. Racy. Right. As a final thought, I don't want to think about it. Anymore. Fair. Yeah. Do you want to take off the headset <laughs> and go back to reality? Oh, there goes gravity. <laughs> EJ. Um, I didn't think I could regret something more than reading the book. <laughs> oh. 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 Here we are. Damn! That is... Cold. Given how bad the book sounds, like... The book is fucking terrible. <laughs> But it wasn't this movie. I love how at the time, though, you've said it now. Like, why did I recommend the book to you? At the time, you were just like, yeah, it's good. I didn't because... want to insult you. <laughs> what? Why have you ever not wanted to insult more? Come on, look at it. No, nobody, ever, the, nobody ever wants to insult me for real because they know I will cry. <laughs> Behind that stern demeanor is just like a heart of fragile glass. What are your final thoughts, Morton? So I have two. Okay. Uh, both. Equally sincere. Okay. Non puns. Oh wow. Non puns. What a change. So one would be because like we've taken too long, so we can't actually talk about this now. Is that just like in the film, this is going to be tagged on at the end. There was potential for a serious debate of just giving up the video game. Yep. And it's not there. It's kind of vaguely there. Like there's shots of people fighting in the street with the headsets on. There's the whole. The only real thing is reality. I know I said that the wrong way around. Yeah. But it's just like, that should have been the heart of the film, that it was used to oppress them, rather than... To keep, what, to keep the masses in line, yeah. keeping them slaved to... It, once it's cake and eat it, because it's like, oh yes, I finally decided to give up the video game, but only after I had won it more than yeah, anyone yeah, yeah. could possibly win it. And I got the girl! But Look at her on my wheelie chair! <laughs> but my final, final thought? Yeah. Just watch Scott Pilgrim instead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yes. Yeah. Oh, imagine, question. What if Edgar Wright had made Ready Player One? Oh. You can't fix that story. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's accurate. It's, it's, it's flawed at the core. Even though Spielberg like addressed a lot of the complaints and yeah. made a film that was out of a book that is... Ugh, made a film that was okay... Like you, there's it still has that fundamental problem that it's it's trying to do both things. Like if you want to watch a, a story, a good story about uh, like video games or game culture, watch 
Scott Pilgrim, watch Tron. If you want to watch a film about someone who has to learn to not to root their life and their obsession anymore, watch Little Voice. Or, or, or watch Don John. I don't know that film, I'll just say yes. Joseph Gordon-Levitt having a pornography obsession. It's fucking great. It doesn't omit the 15-minute... Masturbation. It really, it's like, it's a lot. <laughs> well, I, I would, I would accept a masturbation paragraph if it's got something interesting to say about exactly. it. Exactly. Uh, that's the thing, like, Ready Player One, the book, and the, f the, the film to a lesser extent, but still, uh, is just trying to say something about everything and ends up saying nothing. And Do you want to count yeah, that as your final thought? I get, yeah, my final thought was just going to be, like, it's okay, and that's as good as it could have been. That's... Oof. So if you really special. like this film, you deserve to only watch this film until you realise oh. the error of your ways, because that's what it is. Oh. <laughs> I want to see the DVD sales now. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I will be buying it on DVD just to see if we are in the extras. Yeah! Oh, oh yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah. Heard you saw on set exclusive. <laughs> we met your boy, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> um, who hasn't done Final Fantasy? <laughs> Sean. Yeah. Nick was not there. <laughs> I, I was there in spirit! It's true. Uh, I do remember watching the trailer for this, like the very first trailer, and just being very excited just because of how insane it looked. And that was that sort of hope I had was that I didn't have high hopes in it being a good film, but I just wanted it to be insane to look at. Kind of and like your, your Pacific Rim experience. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I wanted that sort of Pacific Rim experience for this film and didn't get out all incredibly bored while watching it. But yeah, I stayed awake, so... Yeah. <laughs> That's, it's so boring that it stupefies your mind so not even your dreams can save you. Yeah. Racy, have you done any final thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I'll close out. Um, I expected to hate this film. I do hate this film. Now, that might sound like I went in with some preconceptions, but I even said to Morton... That I was really going to try not to hate it immediately before we went in. I was like, I think I'm going to hate it, but I'm going to really give it a go. And I listened when you said that. <laughs> you did. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> I, I, my opinions matter. <laughs> but it's just empty. It's just really fucking sad that this is what gamer, air quote, culture feels is, well, or at least a permutation of it feels is the relevant and important stuff, is how much shit you have, how good you are at a video game. Uh, it's how much you know. Yeah. Mm. Gatekeeping, gatekeeping about, like, oh, I know everything about fucking Halliday. I know what he had for breakfast in 1983. Wasn't born then. Also, I will say, my final final thought, boy, it seems optimistic that you think Overwatch will still be culturally relevant in, like, <laughs> 25 fucking years. Blizzard, you bunch of hacks. <laughs>